Uncover and Elevate is the next evolution of Liberate Your People Pleaser. I'm Brenda Florida, Certified Life Coach, and after coaching hundreds of clients, I am unapologetically clear on this. People pleasing is a symptom with a deeper cause. Being in a toxic relationship or career and feeling trapped has a deeper cause. Avoiding difficult conversations has a deeper cause. Self-sabotage, imposter syndrome, confusion, feeling insecure, all have a deeper cause. In Uncover and Elevate, we are going to look under the hood every week to uncover what the deeper causes are that shape our lives, including the ones that make breaking a pattern, even one we want to break, so hard. Then we will elevate our lives with tools designed to transform those deeper causes and deal with the symptoms. Join me each week as we uncover and elevate our lives. And now, here's this week's episode of Uncover and Elevate. Hello, everyone. We're going to talk about fear today and how it has kept you trapped and how you can get untrapped, <laughs> how you can, whatever word you like to use, like dissolve the fear. I sort of like dissolve Um because I don't want to come at my fear with more fear or more harshness, right? Like we don't, that's not really the way to experience freedom or liberation from something is to condemn it or try to cut it off or, you know, get rid of it. Like all those kinds of words, fix it. There's really nothing wrong inherently with anything that comes up for us, whatever the feeling is you know, whether it's fear or anger or whatever it is, it, that is just, it's a feeling that happens, right? We are not our feelings. <laughs> a lot of times our feelings are not actually representative of the truth, right? So for every time you've had feelings and thoughts about something that hasn't happened yet, you're afraid you're going to screw up on some job thing or some marketing plan in your business or some make a bad investment financially or what, you know, whatever it is, it's usually something we're thinking about in the future. Our kids are the home late and we're afraid they're in a car accident or our lover, whoever it is. So they're usually things that we're thinking in the future about. So they haven't actually happened and we're imagining a really terrible outcome. And that's usually where our fear is coming from. So the fear itself is not exactly the problem. Um, the problem is, are the thoughts that we're thinking that drive that fear. Because the fear in and of itself is just a feeling. It could be like if you like to ride roller coasters. There's a certain amount of fear in that. And that turns into fun, right? For those of us who like roller coasters. And so there's the feeling itself is not so much the problem. What actually keeps us trapped is not really the fear, but the thoughts that then we have in response to that fear that usually tell us to, you know, think small think smaller, shrink in some way, you know, limit ourselves in some way. That's what keeps us trapped or then, then those thoughts that come from it. Because 
fear in and of itself is trying to protect you of something. Now, it's not always rational, so to speak. So putting your hand on a hot stove, that fear, super rational. That's great. Do that. The fear that you might lose money if you risk an investment in the stock market, that fear is just a feeling, right? It has a, it's not, I mean, it's real in that you're feeling it. Okay. I'm not trying to suggest that everything we feel is real, but we feel it, but it's not always true, right? The future hasn't happened. So you don't know if you're going to make lots of money off that stock, if it's going to remain sort of neutral, if it's going to go down in value and you lose some money, none of that is known to you. And so the problem is not really the fear. The fear would just float through, so to speak, your experience where you would think, oh yeah, you know, I could lose money, which is great. I mean, there that's a thought you want to have, right? Because it helps you weigh the decision you want to make. So fear in its most innocent form pops up so we can consider, you know, like this thing or that thing. And am I, is that a risk I'm comfortable with? I'm not comfortable with. Um, and that, then we are not limited. What happens that creates the limitation and the fear is when that goes beyond what I just described and you go deeper and deeper into it and the fear gets bigger and bigger and the thoughts and the imagination that you have the imaginings you have about the future and this, you know, I'm going to lose the money. I'll have less money than I have. Maybe something else will happen and then I won't be able to pay my rent. You know, I, they just spiral, right? So when fear is spiraling your thoughts into downward uh, movement, you know, more fear, more anger, more bad outcomes, more, you know, scarcity, all the things then it's no longer serving you. Now it's feeding or fueling those thoughts that will keep you super stressed and super trapped because that's what happens. Now, what I've noticed with me and with clients is that the other thing that our fear will do sometimes is try to protect us from ourselves. And our own judgment, our own self-judgment. So this is where something like being afraid to start your own business or to maybe pivot in your business or make a new offer. Or if you're employed by someone, then, you know, asking for the raise or asking to be lead on a project or whatever, going and finding a new, better job altogether, whatever, all of those kinds of things that would elevate your life and move you forward and give you more choices, those start to become something where you're imagining bad results, you won't get hired, it won't work, whatever. And then the self-judgment or the imposter syndrome of sort of who do I think I am that I think I can get a better job, make more money, start a business, whatever fill in the blank that you want. That whole imposter syndrome is more than just, um, I'm using that term very broadly now, more than just in a career 
setting. Be, this happens in relationships all the time where we get into the sort of, do I really deserve a relationship that is really healthy and, and good for me? It's, it's a reason why many people stay in emotionally abusive relationships because there's a part of them that feels like being in something better would be like an imposter uh, syndrome kind of thing. So that's how I'm thinking about that today, not just, you know, only in career. But those judgments, imposter syndrome is just a self-judgment, right? It's just a self, a deep self-criticism that I am not as competent as somebody thought I was when they hired me, um, or I am not self-sufficient enough to be alone and not be in a relationship with somebody. Those are judgments that we have against ourselves that being single means I'm unlovable or not having enough money and maybe even paying a bill late or something like that means I've made some big mistake. I'm some, you know, there's something wrong with me. I've done something wrong. So all those ways that we tell ourselves we're not good enough, we've done something wrong, we're bad, you know, whatever the words are that you use that judge you. I think sometimes, oh, I don't think, I know, because I've seen it in myself and clients, that sometimes our fear is actually trying to protect us from that self-judgment. Now, fear doesn't really protect us from self-judgment, so it's not um, a useful method. We'll talk about how to get out of self-judgment in a minute. But again, if we think about it in its most innocent form, that's what fear wants to do. So it's kind of, I, I've started playing with this a little bit where when I feel fearful about something, Instead of looking at it like, oop, you know, I don't want fear. I don't want limitations. Let me, you know, figure this out so I can get rid of the fear, so to speak. To look at it and, and ask myself, how could this fear be wanting to protect me? If this fear is protecting me, what am I doing to myself that it's trying to protect me from? right? Instead of an outsider, instead of going outside of ourselves, keep it inside and say, okay, what might this fear be wanting to protect me uh, from? A fear of being alone, not in a romantic relationship. Oh, well, that's trying to protect me from my own self-judgment that if I'm not in a romantic relationship, I'm not really lovable, I'm not desired, I'm not valued, I'm not worthy, whatever those things may be. And if I'm afraid of running out of money, and I have a big scarcity um, spiral going on in me, maybe that's because I judge myself a lot about money and how I'm handling money or spending money or whatever it is. And so maybe that fear is trying to protect me from that judgment. So I'm curious if you can apply that in something that you have a fear around. And it's a little, you know, it can be a little bit tricky. Like we're we're looking in this in kind of a, a definitely a not a, a linear way, not the way we usually think about fear. 
And even in the self-help world, fear is often talked about, you know, only in the terms that it, the ways that it limits us, which it does. But it's also there, I just have this deep feeling that everything starts out at being benevolent. And then it often grows to a place where it's not benevolent anymore. It is holding us back. But there was an initial starting point where its intention was really for good. So if I can find that, then it just makes the dissolving the fear or realizing that whatever, for instance, my fear about being single isn't really about being single. It's about the judgment I'm going to have for myself if I'm single. So then it just helps you shift that, oh, okay. So the problem isn't the fear. The problem is the judgment. Let me look at that self-judgment and liberate myself from that self-judgment. Then the fear just sort of dissolves naturally, easily, because its job is done, right? It got you to see that you are judging yourself and you're taking care of that. You're learning, you know, through listening to these podcasts or working with me one-on-one -on -one or working with somebody else that our self-judgment doesn't serve us. Whatever we're judging ourselves for, uh, the way to get out of the fear and get out of feel, feeling trapped and limited is to stop the judgment. Then being single is just being single. Then paying a bill late, it's just paying a bill late. It doesn't have all these this other meaning and judgment attached to it. It's just a thing, okay? It's like uh, an apple is an apple, is an apple, okay? And so then I can just deal with whatever the apple is. And I'm not dealing with that from a place of fear and self-judgment I'm coming at it from an open perspective because I realize, oh, this is just a thing that I need some help or some resolution or some tool to work with or, you know, whatever it is, depending on whatever the issue is. So then I can see, oh, okay. So if I wasn't judging myself for being alone, if I wasn't judging myself, that I'm, it must mean I'm unlovable or that I'm not going to meet anybody else and have another chance at love. Then if I'm not thinking those thoughts, then I'm free to look at my current emotionally abusive relationship with that standing on its own, right? Because that is just a thing. If that's the truth, if I'm in a relationship with somebody who's emotionally abusive, then I can look at that and say, hey, do I, do I want to keep doing this or get out? Because I feel like I'm worthy of more than that. And if I'm not having these judgments about being single means there's something wrong with you, there's, you know, you're not lovable, blah, 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 then it's a much simpler decision to decide to protect myself and get out of this emotionally abusive relationship. 
But as long as I'm carrying around that quote unquote fear, which is really a whole bunch of judgments that something's wrong with me or I wouldn't be single, then that's what has me trapped. Not per se the fear. It's the not, it's believing the judgments that we're making about ourselves. And so then I can say, okay, well, then let me undo those judgments about myself. And then I can look at this other issue more uh, openly, more honestly, without layering on the impact of these judgments, because it is the judgment that keep that really keeps us so trapped the fear is just kind of the beginning part of it sometimes and so we get stuck there or you know our mind just easily focuses there and says oh it's the fear and i feel trapped because of the fear but a lot of times it's more like that fear is showing up to protect you from the judgment because then if you'll just stop it then the judgment feels like it kind of goes away. It gets put on the shelf. Okay, well then if we just stay in this current relationship, we won't have to deal with the judgment we're going to have for ourselves if we're single. Um, so that's a really great way to look at what fear is doing and what and why it's coming up in your life. And so if you can write about that. And I love writing about it. I love journaling. It's very cathartic and it helps things come out that wouldn't otherwise come out the things, because as long as we're running things around in our head, this is why one-on-one -on -one coaching is so effective because you're out of your head and you're saying it to me and I'm using my intuition and my skills and my tools to help you see things you are not seeing, you know, so that you can expand on whatever is what you're seeing so that you have more choices, more options. We can do that for ourselves a little bit if we go ahead and write things down, because a lot of times just getting it out of your own head and on a piece of paper will make you realize even as you're writing, oh my gosh, I'm worried about this thing because the truth is not really the thing I'm worried about. It's that I'm trying to escape some sort of self-judgment that I'll have if that happens. And so I worry about it or I have fear around it or anxiety around it in an effort really to protect myself from that judgment. But that fear and anxiety is limiting as well. So when I can bring all of this out to the light and say, oh, okay, it's not really the relationship part or I can't see that part objectively until I take care of this part of me that is gonna be so self-judgmental if I'm single. Okay, so now we'll use our tools, our thought work tools, our things from the solvent method, that process, whatever it takes, different things work for different people to release that judgment. 
And then as we're doing that, and even before it's done, it's not like we have to wait till it's done. Once you kind of get that, now you can start to imagine, okay, so without this self-judgment, how do I want to show up in this relationship? What kind of boundaries do I want to have? What kind of treatment am I willing to accept or not accept? Now I can, now I can just deal with what's there with that. Like it's a puzzle. And I'm getting the pieces together, finding my corners, making sure I didn't drop any pieces on the floor, you know, getting my light colors together, whatever it is, you know, so I can put this puzzle together. It's just a puzzle. It's not good or bad. It's just a puzzle. But as long as we have our own self-judgment overlaying on it, it's like putting a sheet over those puzzle pieces and then hoping you can find them, see them and put them together. It blocks our view of what's actually there. And the puzzle, so to speak, in this um, metaphor could be something that is, you know, legit a challenge, a financial challenge, a professional challenge, a relationship challenge. You know, I, it doesn't mean everything just goes away and there's nothing is quote unquote a problem anymore, but we can come at those problems from a much more open place once we dissolve these judgments and fears and then just look at it pull that pulls that sheet off and it's like oh well this is just a puzzle and it looks like there's three pieces missing so I need to go find those pieces have they dropped on the floor did I leave them in the box did I you know but none of that means that you know you aren't worthy that you're not lovable that is not you know it's just like nope there's just this puzzle and some of the pieces are gone and I need to go find them you know or whatever it is so that because all all problems are solvable in one way or another but what keeps us trapped and stuck is when we have these other judgments for ourselves that are overlaying them and then we're not seeing any of it clearly for what it is. So I'd love to hear what you think. I, I would love to hear if you're able to kind of apply this on your own and see how, you know, think of an issue you're being challenged with and see how some of this applies, how fear might be trying to show you something that actually would be good for you, even if the fear got to where it was kind of running amok, <laughs> but that it started out with wanting to show you, oh, not that you need to be afraid of running out of money. That's not what it's trying to show you. It's trying to show you what that means. What do I make that mean? If I ran out of money, I'm a bad person. I'm bad with money. I'm bad, you know. So what if the fear is about that judgment? Then you can just look at the money. Once we clear up those judgments, then the money's just the money and we can figure that out you know, how to make more or spend less or something, we can figure all that out, you know, how to get some help, how to get some advice, how to get, some, you know, now it's just a puzzle that needs to be put together. But when it's overlaid with all kinds of judgments about how bad you are at money, how, um, you know, scarce the universe is, or, you know, like any of those things, then it, we can't see it as just the money. It isn't just a puzzle that needs to be put together it becomes something else entirely. So let me know. I always love to hear from you. If you want to hop over to Instagram, I'm Brenda Florida Coach. You can DM me your comments about the episode, put it in wherever you 
listen to the episode, put, put it in the comments there, email me that's in the show notes. Um, but let me know if this resonates with you at all. And of course, as always, I am here. If you want me to help you put the pieces together, um, then book that 15 minute call and let's explore working together. So I love you all. And thank you for being with me as we continue to do the work of uncovering what isn't serving us so that we can elevate our lives. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Uncover and Elevate. Check out the show notes for tons of great information and resources like if you're interested in being a guest on the podcast so we can uncover and elevate an issue in your life, just complete the form in the show notes. You can follow me on Instagram at Brenda Florida Coach. You can work with me one-on-one -on -one or get additional information about one of my group or private retreats by completing the form in the show notes. And I would love it if you would share this episode on social and tag me. I'd also love for you to post a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. It makes such a big difference and will help others find the show. And I'll be incredibly grateful. This is Brenda Florida, Certified Life Coach, and I'll see you in the next episode of Uncover and Elevate.